Hi, are you a woman in your 40s, 50s, 60s or beyond? Well, our conversations are for you. Hi, my name's Ali. Hi, my name's Kerry. So why don't you listen to our chat today? Hi, Ali here and I'm here with Kerry and today we're going to talk about So you think you're too old to change? Well, think again. So, Ali, a lot of ladies feel like they're stuck and don't know how to make change in their life from sort of the age of 40. Now, I know that you've done a lot of changes in your life since the age of 40. So would you just explain and talk about some of the changes that that you've made? Yeah, definitely. And you're right. I would say that from the age of 40 to just turning 54 I think I've changed more in that period of time than I did from 20 to say 40. Wow. Um, yeah I know and I think a lot of it is maybe because of the type of work that I started to do when I was 40 so that's my first big change is when I hit 40 I decided to leave my corporate job that paid me really well I liked it I wouldn't say I loved it and I started working for myself. Okay, now there was a big event in my life when I hit 40. It gave me that push to do it. And unfortunately, as you know, I lost my mum when I was 40. And literally within two weeks of her passing, I gave him my notice. I just realised that life was too short and it was something I wanted to do. And I, I just did it. And I started working for myself as a hypnotherapist. And I absolutely loved it. So that was my really big number one change. And I think because I learned so much doing that job, I was forever learning. It was great. I could help my clients, but it helped me. Mm-hmm. And that created quite a few other changes. So just to make the others a little bit shorter, I became a vegan at 51. And I'd been a vegetarian since my, my 20s. And that was a massive change. I decided to write a book when I was 52, something I'd never done before. And if you'd asked me even five years before that, I'd have just laughed at you and thought, there's no way I could write a book. I really enjoyed the process and it's helped loads of women with the menopause. So I'm really proud of that. So that was another big sort of mindset change. And of course, we've had a couple of mindset changes in the last six months. We've done YouTube channels each and we're doing this podcast. Once again, if we spoke about this pre-lockdown we'd have just been laughing and thought there's no way we could do something like that yeah (laughs) our mindset changed and we did it when I was 48 always lived in a city always loved towns and I changed and moved into the middle of the country absolutely love it and I would have never thought that I was a country girl at heart but I definitely am so that's just a few of my changes I think I've developed and changed and actually seeing that I might have things in my mind that I would like to do. And maybe in the past, when I was younger, I'd have thought, I'm not capable. Yeah. But I think the biggest change is my mindset. Yeah, I think that you've grown in confidence as you've aged. Mm. You, you've always been confident, but you've, beca- you've understood more about you, I think, looking at you. You know, you understand that, I'm going to set a goal and I'm going to make that happen or an event's happened in your life that's made you really just think I'm I'm going for it yeah there's some ladies I think that have lived a life where they've they've been in a corporate job they've had the family 
they do the nine till five and then at a weekend you go and visit your family or something like that and Mm -hmm. and almost life's quite routine Mm -hmm. that instead of finding themselves at 40 50 60 it's almost like they may think that that's my lot you know no I I agree yeah but it's it's proof with you that it's not you've changed so much in these years recently to do what you want to do you know yeah well I mean you've known me since 33 so you've seen what I was like pre that but I would even go back before that in my early 20s and my late teens I would have been described as a shy person with not much confidence how crazy and you, you would have never, even in my early 30s, you wouldn't have said that. But it, inside, I was still that person. I had that front. I had yeah. my power suit on at work. And, you know, it was like you, people at work saw a confident alley. But yeah. actually inside, every time I did something, I was really pushing myself to actually make it happen. And I felt out of my comfort zone so much at work. But you wouldn't have seen that. No. So what do you think had changed your mindset Was it the life change with your mum, really, that was like the pain trigger? I think for the big change, yes. I think I was, as you know, in my mid-30s, I wanted to do an open university degree and I was studying psychology because we were both fascinated in that anyway. You know, we'd gone to see Tony Robbins and walked over the hot coals and and absolutely loved all that stuff. But my mind was really buzzing that, do you know, there's something more. I can push myself and, and I think I could help motivate others to do more. And that's why I started doing the the degree. And I think, yes, if I was still comfortable with my work, I'd have carried on doing my normal stuff, but there would have been that yearning inside me. But I think having the pain of losing mum and actually a real realisation that life is so damn short, I thought, this is crazy. I don't want to be doing that job anymore and I don't want to be doing it for the rest of my life. It was scary as hell to just go, here you go, I'm moving. And it was like, oh, my God, what have I done? Yeah. You know, I then did my hypnotherapy course. So I'd never, ever done before. Absolutely loved it. You found a passion, didn't you? Definitely. I know people now. And I believe in myself more. Yeah. But if I hadn't taken that step, and all change is going to be painful. Totally. And it's crazy how quickly you get comfortable with change. Exactly. Our minds like the familiar. Yeah. We stay as true to our identity, who we see ourselves as possible, because that's what makes our minds feel safe. Yeah. You push out of your comfort zone, your mind's going to be screaming at you, come back, you can't do it. But that's a false story. You can do whatever you want in life, but you have to just go past that pain. And the more you do it, I'm not going to say that, e- yeah, I was going to say you're more comfortable with the pain. I'm not going to say it's going to be less painful. Yeah. Because, you know, the first podcast we did, the first YouTube video we did, oh, my God, we were like, oh, my God, that was awful. You know, I I can't believe it's going to be a flop and all that. Your brain's going to tell you these things. But the more you push, the more you're actually not going to listen to that story and you're going to believe in yourself more. Yeah, so true. It is so true. So what about you? Because I know you've made some changes in your life, too. And I would say from knowing you in your late 20s when we met because you're younger than I am I've seen you grow so what are the changes you've made okay so since the age of 40 I've had a few major changes so one of them was that I had a second child so I've got Mm. two boys and I've got a seven year age gap between the two so 
I've, as you know, I've always worked and I've worked in um, a beauty salon for 20 years. I had my first child and it was like, whoa, what's gone on with my world? I remember that. It was so funny. Oh my gosh. It was so like, I thought he was just going to be there and my world wasn't going to change, but everything changed. And I struggled. I'll be honest with you. I struggled with it. Just juggling life and trying to be the perfect mum, the perfect businesswoman and everything else. So the thought of a second child was just not an option. However, when my body clock started getting to the stage that I thought I'm not going to be able to have another child, I had a bit of a panic and I thought, oh, do I want an only child? Do I want to have a sibling? So I made the decision to have a second child, which was so much easier second time round, which probably every mum knows. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a major life change for me. When I hit around 44... My looks started changing. As you know, I've always had baggy eyelids. <laughs> and I was obsessed with my baggy eyelids. So I had plastic surgery at the age of 44. I had my upper and my lower eyelids reduced. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the best things for me, confidence-wise, that could have happened. Because I, well, I wouldn't even look down at my phone in public because mm-hmm. I felt like my eye bags were swinging around. I remember. So, um <laughs> So that was a big one for me. That just made me feel better. And I know it sounds really vain and it's like cosmetic and everything else. But I think if people have an issue with something and you can afford it, just get it sorted. Mm. Just sort it, it out. Because It was a big issue for you, though, at the time, even though yeah. it's something you really wanted to do. I remember you sort of like, it is surgery. Should I do it or shouldn't? You know, it, it was a, a big decision. And yeah. Also, you don't know what the end result is going to look like. Your pictures that you like to show off of the before. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And I think psychologically, it just makes you feel better. You know, and Mm. if I feel better, everyone in my house feels better. (laughs) As you know. Of course. (laughs) So, yeah, that was a biggie for me. um, And then a major one was about two years ago. So I'm 14, 50 this year. So about two years ago, as I mentioned earlier, I've been in business for about 20 years with a successful salon. However, I felt life had got repetitive it was busy it took up so much of my time Mm. and I felt like my boys were doing sports and different hobbies and things and I was missing out on seeing them grow and I'm never going to get that time back again so I decided to leave the salon and set up Um, a a beauty studio at home so I can pick and choose now first of all what clients I want to see which is nice Mm -hmm. and how much of my diary is spent on treatments yeah because as you mentioned earlier we've since this lockdown online stuff where we do podcasts and YouTube and it it does take quite a lot of time up doesn't Mm. it so now I can split my diary so that I do treatments I do our online stuff I've got my family stuff and I feel more content everything feel it doesn't feel so stressful and it's nice so they're my major changes, I'd say, since the age of 40. Yeah, just had to go out and, and do it like you did. Just make a decision and just make it happen. Or yeah. else you end up just doing the same old thing, don't you? And then life gets boring. Definitely. And I think it doesn't really matter how big or small the change is. It's how we see it makes it big. For some person, changing their job might be something really easy. But to another person, changing their job might be a massive change. So it's not actually what you're doing makes it big or small it's how you see it yeah and, and I don't is. know about you the things that I mentioned and the things that you've mentioned some of them are quite life-changing decisions and yeah. they're hard at the time but I look back on mine now and god I'm so pleased I did them all yeah you know, I feel yeah. so much healthier being a vegan I absolutely adore living in the country oh working for myself I couldn't imagine working for someone else anymore you know I just feel better for doing them and I do sometimes think what would my life be like if I hadn't have made those decisions? 
Yeah, could you imagine you'd still be at that corporate job? Exactly. Could you imagine going back to that now? No, even though I work maybe longer hours than working at the corporate job, I can choose when I do it. And it's enjoyable work. You wouldn't regret for a second the fact you've got two gorgeous boys. You just think if you decided, actually, I don't think I can cope again, you hadn't gone for for number two. I really I didn't remember. know I remember. Yeah, yeah. whether to do it or not because it was hard first time mm. yeah but now like you said I wouldn't mm. you know couldn't imagine my life any different and I'm so pleased because now my oldest son is nearly an adult and he's going on to his next phase of life he'll be leaving home soon mm. and now I've got my second child that's going to be around for a little while so it's yeah. quite nice actually exactly. having a nice little gap I think a big thing when you're making a big decision is if you're in your head too much it makes it so hard now I remember when you were thinking about having number two a lot of your process and going through it and looking at the end result you were thinking of your child thinking actually he's going to be on his own I had siblings so it helped you to make that decision not to be just thinking of yourself yeah and and I think that makes a big difference to when you're making it if you go too much in your head I mean there's a saying if you're in your head you're dead and it's so true if you if you're so focused on you and not looking at it as a whole story, you know, whole picture. Yeah, it that's, makes it harder. And I remember really that was one of your point. big drivers, wasn't it? The fact that you know your child wouldn't be an only child. Yeah, and again, when when I was talking about changing work after twenty years, that was oh, yeah. a massive mm. step to to like that was comfort zone city. You know, I knew what I was doing with my eyes closed. That again was that. Well, now you've said that, that wasn't just about me. That was about, I want to see my family, my boys play sport and do yeah. stuff, you know? So yeah, you're right. Yeah. But I think when I look at my changes, I don't know if you feel the same. Mine are all, a lot of them are, are driven by pain. Like I, it's been painful that I've made a decision. Well, you know, the classic when we work together. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. can't do a presentation. I'm leaving. And, yeah, and that, exactly. That's and how you, beca- you became self-employed. <laughs> it was too painful for me to stand up in front of people. And do, how mad is that now? But yeah, so it's all pe- they're all pain-driven changes, mine are. Then there's nothing unusual about that because we would do twice as much to move away from pain as moving towards pleasure. Our mind is programmed to keep us safe. It's not there to keep us happy. It's to keep us safe. So if there is anything that's pain it is going to move heaven and earth to move us away from it yeah so that's yeah. why it's, it's not it's not you're not unusual most people so if you can build up the yeah the pain in your head or give yourself a leverage if I do this for the rest of my life I'm just going to regret it and then the regret can get bigger and bigger if you can actually make it big in your head you are more likely to move towards what you want to do that's really interesting because we tend to think of the pleasure like oh I'd love to work for myself oh I'd love to have a super slim body or whatever but you're right you have to get that leverage where you're like if I'm overweight I'm going to be overweight in 10 years time even bigger maybe do I want that you know and Mm -hmm. and just keep trying to think no I want that slim body or whatever but not even if you actually then build it up and say well actually if if I keep on putting on weight my joints are going to be more uncomfortable if my joints are uncomfortable I'm not going to move so much if I'm not going to move so much I'm not going to be self-sufficient and that means when I'm older I'm not gonna be able to look after myself you know you you can you can build it up in your head to make it really big then that makes it something you don't want to go towards and then have a plan of action of making it easy to go towards what you want so then instead of saying I need to stop eating the foods I love you start then thinking about 
well if I could be fit and healthy then I can play with the grandchildren I can yeah. you know start running I can do this and all the things you like to do is a little bit like the carrot and the stick <laughs> you know you've got a bit of the, the the stick saying I really don't want to have someone looking after me when I'm older because I'm not going to be able to to move around so much and then you've got the carrot saying come on you can do this if you lose the weight so yeah. you're not putting it as I'm going to deprive myself of food to get thinner and I'll be miserable. You're not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, if we sit there and just think I can't. Yeah. I'm no different than anyone else. You're no different than anyone else. We're all human with those thoughts and the behavior that's prehistoric that's in us that we want to stay safe. But just feel that fear and do it anyway is such a good saying because it's not easy, but the rewards are amazing. Yeah. And I think as I've got older, I do um, face the fear and do it anyway more. I'm mm-hmm. braver now I'm older. And I think it's because time's more precious because we have less of it. So it is more for me, a bit like, well, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it anyway. It's really easy for humans just to sit and do what we've always done and then moan about it. At the end of the day, we're in charge of our own lives and we can do whatever we want. And we can listen to the stories that are in our head that we're not good enough. We're not educated enough. It's okay for other people. They can do it. But you can see someone that looks like they are totally in control. They have everything in their life. Well, they haven't got everything in their life because whatever you put your attention to, grows but there's always something that then has to forfeit a bit so no one's got everything you know I'm doing a lot more work at the moment I'm not spending so much time with hubby and if I spend more time with hubby then I'm not going to be doing so much work it's the way it works if you just think what do I want to be like where do I want to go and start planning and writing notes out and taking a small action every day. And I think that's where maybe we've got our changes because yeah. we've loved listening to Tony Robbins since our 20s. <laughs> yeah. And he always looks at taking small amount of action every day towards your goals. And if you do that, it mounts up. Yeah. Well, I think it's important that um, we have goals. Definitely. So that we know where we're going. And I know some people find it hard to visualise their goals or know, but you can have a simple goal like mm. tomorrow I'm going to paint my toenails. <laughs> Do you and, know and, what I mean? And, and literally right. just build it up, build it yeah. up every day. Just plan something for the next day. If you don't know where your ultimate goal is, just gradually just think, what can I do to improve today and tomorrow? Mm. You know. And you mm. say it's hard for some people to visualise goals. As you know, I'm not visual at all. You know, I close no. my eyes, it's black in there. <laughs> well you can see yourself your future self so for me I have to write things down yeah so I'll write down so if I have something I want to do I think right let's say it was the the, the podcast I'll write it down and then I'll think of ideas then I'll maybe talk to hubby and then we started talking and then it evolves by yeah. having your focus on something it allows it to happen if you yeah. keep on pushing it down or just seeing yourself or thinking yourself as well, it's okay for other people, but I can't, then you'll never change. But if you start seeing it or writing it down or, or just acknowledging it, that you yeah. you don't want to be where you are now. And what can I do? There's always people you can talk to, friends, family, life coaches. You know, there's always yeah. someone that you can listen to, to, to bound your ideas off of and then look at the changes in your life. The way you ask yourself your questions has a big impact on what answers you get. So totally. like you said earlier, if I'm thinking I want a new car, okay? If I think 
well, I can't afford how I can't afford that car. It's just not an option. It's too much. But if if I say to myself, how can I afford that car? Mm-hmm. How can I get that car? My brain, mm-hmm. I know, tries to seek answers, tries to find ways totally. on how totally. to generate money. You know, yeah. if I've said I can't afford it, my brain's gone. No, you can't. And they said, "Dog, yeah, yeah." No, you're, so, you're so true. So yeah. So I think maybe if you want to change job or something, just think, how can I change my job? Mm. What can I do to change my job? Or you know, just ask those sort of questions because then your mind will find answers. Totally. As I said before, it can be a tiny change that can be really hard for someone, or it can be a big change that can be, you know, not too bad for someone. Yeah. For us, some of them are quite big. Some of them are, are, are small, and they have mm-hmm. been life changing. Yeah. There are women out there that in their 40s plus have made absolutely amazing changes and i had a look online susan boyle was in her 40s when she did the x factor now look at her multi-millionaire known around the world before she was 40 no one knew of her yeah you've got el james now most people are going to know her name (laughs) because of 50 shades of gray she'd been an author not really done much at all. Mid forties, Fifty Shades of Grey came out. Multi, multi millionaire. There you go, sex sales. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> You've got Vera Wang, who's a designer. At forty, she left her job and started designing a bridal gowns. World famous now. Yeah. So there's so many people, and then you've got people like Judy Dench that she was an actress for most of her life, but household name in her sixties. Yeah. Now, they're all women that I'm talking about. And of course, you've got Captain Tom at 100. In his last year of his life, he made a massive impact blessing. So you know, it never is too late. You, you might not be able to see what you can do in the future, but you can make a difference to what you do now and yeah. do on a regular basis. Yeah, totally agree. Just take those small steps or find your big step and just do it. Definitely. Face fear and do it anyway. Just yep, do it. 100%. And, I, and I, yeah. I don't regret any, you know, the, the stress and the strain and the worry of, of the changes I've made because it's shaping me. It's, it's maybe who I am. And you may decide to do something and it doesn't work out for you, but at least you've tried. Yeah. And I think to be truthful, a lot of women, especially going sort of 50s and 60s, they're looking back on things with regret. But at the end of the day, you still have time to do things. Yeah, you can't change what's happened. You, you can can't just change the future. And yeah. You don't want to go another 20 years and not yeah. do anything. And then you've got even a bigger regret. So yeah. I would say seize the day, start small, but start making changes in your life because only you can control your life and make it the best one you possibly can going forward. Perfect way to end. Great chat. Really enjoyed that. I hope our listeners have. Until next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.